We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the DGD Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is the ultimate shopping destination for Georgia Bulldogs fans like yourselves. I'm talking about a great shopping experience with everything you want and need to show off your Georgia pride. They have licensed Georgia apparel from brands like Nike, Cutter and Buck, Columbia, Peter Millar, Champion, and also they have a two for 38 t-shirt special. So go check that out. Make sure your family is game ready with apparel, accessories, and gifts. They're located 10 minutes from campus in Athens. Check them out in store or go to alumnihall.com. It's where Bulldog fans shop. Welcome to the DGD podcast. As always, Juan Daniels, the NCDGD Robert Reynolds. Happy Friday, Juan. How are, how are you, my man? Oh, I'm fabulous, man. Uh, what is it? Uh, one more week until the official start of college football, and uh, and then uh, some Georgia Bulldogs uh, when we black out the bands. It's pretty exciting. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Uh, you ready for this? Listen, listen close. Vanderbilt Hawaii is not a football game. <laughs> just saying. It's Absolutely it's an intramural it's an intramural game. It's a Quidditch match. <laughs> A spelling bee. And yes, sir, Rudes, it is, it is really that close, man. It's exciting. No, so as I'll listen, obviously today's show, right, brought to you by our friends over at Alumni Hall. Right. We're gonna get started with this. Alumni Hall, right? Ten minutes away from campus uh, in Athens. Also have a website, uh www.alumnihall.com. Go check them out. Listen, they got nice a licensed Nike gear, Columbia gear. Uh, Cutter and Buck, you name it, they've got it. All right, so give them a shout out. Go follow them on the socials at Alumni Hall UGA. Go follow them on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, and it, listen, just let them know DGD sent you, whatever the case may be. Uh, but if you noticed anything, one, I, I think there's something going on uh, over here, and it looks like there's some DGD podcast merch now, right? So obviously, if you're seeing it here, listen, uh, if you're watching, Listen, this is the pullover, man. Adidas pullover. I'm telling you right now, it is extremely, extremely comfortable. Promise you, it's comfortable as hell. I love it. Uh, you know, listen, they got polo shirts. Listen, one, um, who's that coming down the track? 
that's not, those bulldogs are coming down the track. That's who it is. I'll tell you this: there ain't nothing funnier in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. I'm just saying. Uh, listen, got our shirts for that too. So go check it out. <clears throat> you can check out our website, dgdpodcast.com. Click on the merch tab. Uh, it's easier than probably typing out the link, but if you want the link to the store, it's dgdpodcast.store. Try to make it simple, right? When you're when you're drunk and obnoxious, being a Georgia fan, try to make things simple. That's just what happens. Is um, apparently one's uh, well, apparently Patrick's got two fifty in the cart waiting for one to send me money. I got you. I got you, Patrick. I got you, bro. <laughs> just. And Rude, it really is it really is that close. It really is that close. I'm just leaving it there. Yeah. It's, just leaving it's it there. It's, it's it's the wait, it's it's coming. It's it's here. Just saying. The wait is over. The wait is over. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'll, I'll well, tell you this. Well, I got your money for you. It's 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 on the way. Just be patient. She's the accountant. Why is she hold on? Wait, pause. <laughs> Yeah, so she, she's mishandling the money, right? <laughs> oh, my God. The brigade's already showing incompetency today. We ain't yeah. even started. We're not even started yet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But anyway, let's do that. Let's go ahead and get started, right? Let's talk Georgia football today, right? This is in the middle, another bye week within the enemy Intel series. So what better way to take a bye week than talking about your own team, right? It's a Georgia podcast. I get it. Today we're talking Georgia, right? We're going to talk our season preview. Right, we're going to do a season preview. We're going to make our season predictions today um, and talk about the offensive side of the ball, some of the defensive side of the ball. Listen, there is a scrimmage uh, Saturday, right? So final one for that matter before prepping for Oregon. So there's a lot to take away from this. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Like I said, season predictions. Uh, if you're in the brigade, let us know your predictions. I have a feeling I know what I'm about to hear. Let us know. All right. But first, we're going to talk about camp. Right. Fall camp is about to wrap up tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening on podcast today, right, because it's Saturday when you get the show on uh, Apple Podcasts and everything. So if you're listening to this Saturday, right, regardless what it is, Saturday. Final one. One. What was what was the final camp? Right. The final scrimmage in fall camp for you as a player uh, when you were playing for Georgia. What was that like? You, you know what? It was just the, the end of all that work that you've put in for that time. I mean, those are were hot days, two a days. But just the fact that you, you know, we're done, that just lets you know, hey, it's this the season is upon us. It's time. Let's go. Everybody's healthy. Um, and, and, and let's just kick things off and let's get it started. And for Georgia, it's a little bit different because they're the defending national champions. And so they've got a lot to lot to live up to. I know that they're going to live up to it. I like how Patrick said it's, you know, we're going to have a 12 and 0 season with two 63 to threes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I mean, I'm a hundred percent on board as well. I, I think, yeah, listen, I obviously never played, but I will say this, you put in so much work, right? This it's a culmination of your entire off season for the most part, right? You take your spring practices where, you, you know, you're waking up early. They're running the hell out of you, right? I'm trying to catch my word there. So, so you, you look at that right there, and then it's a culmination. So I'm excited. I think you look at it as being, right, the, the season's right around the corner. But so far, one, if you had to choose any any one person that stood out to you the most that you've heard, who would it be out of these out of this fall camp? 
Oh, it's Eric, Eric Gilbert. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I, I think that he's absolutely going to change the game. He's going to be a guy that you can line up at a tight end. You can split him out uh, in, in the slot, or you can just actually put him at the um, at the wide receiver spot too. So I think he's just going to be your miniature Gronk or or your Kyle Pitts. And uh, and so I've heard great things about him. He's really you know going above and beyond. Brock Bowers is established. McConkey's established. The running backs are are established, but he's going to be that guy that's going to have to pick up the slot, you know, especially since, you know, Arian got hurt. So he's going to have to be one of those guys that's just going to have to, you know, just change the game. And I I think this year, George is going to be more playing more Big 12 uh, football this year. So there are going to probably be some games where they'll win like a 56 to 30 something. You know, we're looking at that that Tennessee game. Um, But uh, but but if if there's one name, it's going to be Eric Gilbert. I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about that one bit. Not complaining at all. Um, you know, I, th- I think you look at, if I had to choose, I would say Kenny McIntosh because we, we know it's a 1A, 1B. But who's going to be that guy, right? And obviously, you know, Kendall's kind of dealing with a little injury, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think Kenny, Kenny McIntosh could have a year where you see him get drafted very high. Um, yeah. And listen, and I'll even I'll even bring this up. Uh, Sixty thirty three says, Darnell Washington. I'm yeah. on board with that too. I'm completely on board with that. Um, and and you, you know, tight end does have to be the most anticipated group. It just does because I think everybody in the country knows that the tight end room in Athens is ridiculous. Simple as that. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. So you know, interesting. Oh, I mean. How can I explain this? In, in, in layman's term, stupid deep. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, d- d- defensively, I've actually heard. You know, Malachi Starks has. Um, you know, from from a freshman standpoint, has really made some impact, and he was actually picked for that 2022 uh, uh, freshman All American preseason team. So, you know, and that's just basically where they're just taking these uh, freshmen that, you know, may make a huge impact in 2022. So, Kate Klubnik, uh, the quarterback from Clemson, was the quarterback, um, one of the top guys. But then on defense, you just take a look at Malachi Starks. And I just think that, you know, and he was somebody we talked about before, even during the recruiting process. And then when they said that, hey, you know, he's a Georgia Bulldog, we knew he was going to come in there and make a huge impact. I mean, I think that's somebody you're going to see play early, right? I think you look at a lot of these freshmen, they're going to play early. I don't think there's other, no other way to get around it. Just yeah. kind of leave that there. I'm looking forward to Michael Williams, though. That, that's, that's the one freshman I'm excited to see, like the most, period. But, you know, you, you, know, you look at guys like Kristen Miller. You look at guys um, – you know, like Jaheim Singletary, I'm curious to see how he handles things, right? The the twenty the twenty two cycle produced a lot of you know, big time names and things like that, and I'm excited to see what all of them can do over the season, right? Which kind of leads us into our season preview, right? So we obviously one, if you know this, I'm not even gonna pull a graphic up because we kind of know, right? So you sit there and you have, you know, Oregon. All right, let's go ahead and take a little bit of dive into Oregon. What are your thoughts on that game? Obviously, I think I have Georgia winning, but what do you think that game looks like if you're a Georgia fan? 
it's it's going to be you know it, it's I think it's going to be tough in the beginning, uh, maybe the first quarter, first quarter two. Uh, you know, the former defensive coordinator for Georgia, Dan, he knows Georgia inside and out. He knows the the strengths, he knows the weaknesses, he knows what to look for. So that's going to be one of those things that we just have to make sure that we make those proper adjustments. Also, too, the thing that can make you nervous is Bo Nix. You have absolutely no idea which Bo Nix uh, you know, that, that you're going to get. Are you going to get the wild, crazy Bo Nix that's just you know trying to do some things off the cuff and make some plays, or are you just going to get your typical Bo Nix that just kind of folds under pressure? So I just think it's going to take a little bit just to make sure that we corral him and that we solve those um, defensive schemes that, you know, that, that Lanny has for us. The other thing, too, which, you know, we talked about this last year, right? If you gave Brent Venables an entire summer to prepare for Georgia, that was going to be a tough game. And surely enough, that was a tough game. Same goes for for, for landing that, you know, at Oklahoma. Um, and, and they're going to be scheming. And, of course, you know, how, how, how much easier is it to scheme for guys that you personally know? And you personally know hot buttons and personally know those different things. But I think once that, you know, we just kind of get over that, I think second quarter we pull away third and fourth quarter, I mean, it's just going to be a, just an all-out bash. I'm expecting Georgia to have some hiccups. And yeah. it, call me crazy, but it makes sense. Yeah. I've heard all offseason how Georgia's going to struggle. For, now, how much of the season, I don't know. But we're going to struggle, apparently. Um, and while I ultimately think that we'll be fine, completely fine, I, th- I think you'll struggle. And that, you know, that – uh, that portion of information that you just said, Lanning knows these players and what he's got here, what we've got on defense. He knows that. He knows the offense as well. It's going to be interesting, right, how things play out. Ultimately, Georgia will win this game. I, and I'm not going to give an exact score because I'm sorry, that's what we're doing before the season, right? Our dawn of the dogs, if you will. <clears throat> but I have, I have Georgia winning that game. Um, you know, so then we'll kind of break it up even even more here. Uh, you got Sanford, and then you go to Willie B uh, and play the Gamecocks, right? Then you host Kent State, and then you go to Como, and then you host those Tigers down in Auburn. Is there anything there that has you concerned? Anything that that sticks out? No, um, only thing that could possibly take place is, you know, you'll have Brian Harson's daughter trying to distract our players. Um, but outside of that, I, I don't have any issues with Auburn. I just, I just don't. See what you did there. Yes. I'm not mad at all. Yes. I, you know, honestly though, I think you have to watch out for, for South Carolina. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying we're going to lose. I, I, I'm saying you have to be careful there because Shane, you know, Shane Beamer is doing a, an excellent job so far. In his yeah. first year, how they translate that right now, keep in mind, South Carolina's coming off of an all, uh, Arkansas game and then come and play in Georgia. So they may be beat up depending on how things go. Yeah. Right. But if for some reason they beat Arkansas and they're two and oh coming in to play Georgia week three. Yeah. The only thing that was really honestly hurting South Carolina last year was the, the quarterback position. Um, they they had great receivers, and that was one of the things when we did our preview last year was a concern of mine is those receivers stretching the field um, and testing our 
um, you know, going after our untested secondary. So now you've got a guy, um, you know, going, that's going to be able to throw the ball. That's going to be able to get them the, the football. He's coming from a high, um, high profile, you know, college in Oklahoma, then going to South Carolina, bringing that energy. And we know he can flat out throw the ball. And, uh, you know, so and the defensive pressure is not going to be the same as it was last year up front. So our secondary is really going to have to come alive and then make some make some great plays. And, and I see them doing that again. I, I just think that a lot of teams are going to give us their best shot early. Um, and, and I see we probably give up some points. But at the end, you know, offensively, we're going to be strong. Defensively is going to get better and better each and every week. So, again, we may have some high scoring, high scoring games that where before you wouldn't take the over, now you may want to take the over. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. People that bad covered the spread every time. They lost too much money. You know, but listen, so we'll continue the stuff of this, right? And then I'm going to look at an overall thing and make some predictions before everything starts. You have a, so you have, after Auburn, you go to Vanderbilt, or sorry, Vanderbilt comes to you. And then you have your bye week, and it's a much needed bye week, I think. And then those lousy, stinking Gators. Cocktail party, followed by Tennessee, right? Tennessee makes the trip to Athens. Then you go to Starkville and Lexington after that. And then the Spell and Bee champions come to town (laughs) from right up the road. Anything here that has you concerned? Um, Again, that just just that Tennessee game is going to be, it's just going to be a tough one. And, uh, you know, that that fast break offense and, you know, Josh, you know, Heupel has always been a, a, a pretty good quarterback. I'm sorry, pretty good coach. I mean, he's he was a quarterback, so he's got that that offensive mindset. And, uh, you know, Hendon Hooker is a, a pretty good player. So I, I just think that um, if anything, it's going to be that Tennessee game. What I love about the Georgia Florida game this year is finally George is going to be able to host recruits which, uh, you know, whereas before they were not able to do that. So this year they're going to be able to do that. I think it's going to be more in, uh, you know, more of an emphasis to, to, to uh, break their backs, <laughs> you know, just to, to, to break them, as, 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 as Kirby would say. But outside of that, I really don't see any, any hiccups. I think that Tennessee is going to be a great test, and it's going to be something that we need 
between the um, between South Carolina, between Tennessee are going to be great games that we're going to need to defend the pass when we play Alabama in the SEC championship. You know, looking at that schedule, I think you break their will early. And I'm talking about Florida. You break their will so that they never get the feeling, right? Never get the feeling of getting ahead, if you will, period. But out of the out of the remaining games, people can say Tennessee, and that's fine. But Tennessee also has to come to Athens this year. Yep. My my one game that I'm interested in seeing and how we handle things is Mississippi State. And it called me crazy. But Starkville's no place, it's not an easy place to play. You've been there, you've played before. Mike Leach with Will Rogers in his third year. I'm just saying, watch out for that game. That's all I'm going to say, because I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if you start to see the same right tendencies that happened a couple years ago. Just going to leave that there. But ultimately, I think right outside of that, I would love to say we beat Georgia Tech 63-3 before going to SEC championship game. It's because it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Like you, we lose in 2016. Kirby said no more. Uh, no. Nah. Nope. Yeah. Come here. You go to timeout. And they owe it. They they owe it to me and Patrick to give us a sixty three to three. That should be the second one. We should definitely get one or two more before before that. Um, and then and then go to Waffle House. Yes. In Atlanta. And and handle the business that way. Get you all star meal. Let's go. Overall, though, one if you had to make a preseason prediction for your MVP. For the team, who would it be and why? I'm probably, you know what? I'm 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 probably gonna go Eric Gilbert. Here, here, here's why. Everybody's gonna be covering Brock Bowers. This is gonna be Eric Gilbert's coming out party, but it's also gonna give him an opportunity to mature and be a leader and completely just turn his you know career around when it actually comes to Georgia. I think that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, I, that's just that that's just me. Um, just like I, I would have considered Brock Bowers the 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 MVP from last year. But this year is going to be definitely uh, Eric Gilbert. Absolutely. And I'm looking at it in a sense right here that I think that's a good option to do right to go with. Give me Jalen Carter. He's the best player on the team. And without him, what happens? Yeah, you know, people look at MVP. You know, it's it, it's not the Heisman, right? It's not a statistic award. Your MVP is the most important person, in my opinion. Why MVP was uh, was was uh, Jordan Davis last season? At least my opinion. Right. But you're gonna see Jalen Carter wreak havoc all year. Even without Jordan Davis, even without Devontae Wyatt, he's going to wreak havoc. There's no question. Do I expect do I expect a, a ridiculous statistical season? Probably not. As you know, he's getting double teamed and everything like that, and that's fine. But I guarantee you when he takes advantage of solos, it's gonna, it's gonna get it's gonna get nasty. I'm just gonna say that there. And it might even he might even beat a double team or two or three or eight. You never know. But and we'll read this comment here. Sleeper on the defense is Nolan. He came back for a reason. Listen, that's another good. That's another good one too. You can you can make an argument 
for a lot of these guys on the team. There's no question about that, right? But I'm going Jalen Carter. You're going Eric Gilbert. Freshman MVP. Who is the freshman MVP of this in this uh, this year? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Malachi Starks. I think I think Malachi Starks will get an opportunity on defense to make some plays. I think that he has a passion for it. He has a nose for the football, and already Will Muschamp has already been talking about what he's going to go do. I mean, he's he's, he's learning quickly. He's one of those guys that's gonna you know stick his nose in there and and and, and fill the holes. So that's that's gonna be my offensive. Uh, I'm sorry, my uh, defensive MVP. If I were to have an offensive MVP. I, I still believe uh, in Denylon Morissette. Um, I think that he's going to be one of those guys that's going to establish himself, especially when you don't necessarily have a clear-cut receiver outside of McConkey. I think it's going to be his opportunity just to kind of step in and, and do some great things. And, and, you know, the last time I was in Athens and talking to Mike Bobo, Mike Bobo has said that he's done very well. So it'll be interesting to, to, to see how that pans out. You know, I'm going to go defense first as well. I think you look at Michael Williams. The kid is too talented not to play. He's going to play a lot. He's just going to play a lot. Most talented kid. In my, I mean, listen, Malachi is an excellent athlete too. I just think Michael is just going to dominate. Like, based off of indications that I saw at All-American practices and stuff like that, listen, he's unguardable. Obviously, that can change a little bit. However, the kid's going to ball this year just watch um you know but you're you throw out an offensive pick right there i'm gonna throw one out here as well and that's dylan bell i think it's a it's kind of a sleeper there right we've heard some good things out of you know fall camp give me dylan bell and i'm not knocking denial on i think denial's gonna have denial's gonna be good too but dylan bell yes give me that um i think for MVP wise, I think Mike uh, Michael B here says defensive sleeper smile. All the talk is rightfully JDJ, which leaves Mondin to grow quietly. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I agree. I, I agree with uh, with Michael wholeheartedly. Um, and, and again, you sit there and look at what he's you know going to be able to do and how he's going to be able to contribute. Um, to the team, and, and right now there's not really a, a necessary established leader. Leader, um, and and so once somebody just you know steps up, I mean this is anybody's defense right now to to step up and say, hey, I'm the guy. Just like you saw with um, Nicobe Dean. I mean, there's nothing better than to see that play at Nicobe Dean when. Uh, you know, the Alabama dropped that pass, thankfully, in the end zone. And then you see N'Kobe Dean reaming his, you know, he reaming his guy. And then the guy makes a play the next time. So I, I just think that, uh, you know, somebody needs to step up and, and do that. And I can just actually see him um, being one of those guys to step up and do that. I mean, I can see that, right? There's several, there's several guys that can make that call, right? Don't sleep on Oscar Dell either. Just don't. I know the tight end room is ridiculous. It will not surprise me to see Oscar Depp get on the field. And if he does, he's going to make teams have nightmares. The kid is a better, in my opinion, I feel like he's better athletically than Brock Bowers. Not, I think Brock's more overall like polished in the sense of being able to block well and everything. Listen, Oscar Depp's a receiver at the tight end position. 
if there's ever been one. Now, obviously, uh, Eric is as well. But but Delp's going to be a problem. It's just yes. The question, but when he gets on the field, I'm sure that he's going to make the most reps. It's going to happen. Hey, be on the lookout. His uh, his younger brother plays for um, Hunter um, Hunter Delp. Yeah, yeah. No, Henry, it's, it's Henry Delp. Henry Delp. It's Henry. Yeah, Henry Delp. Um, he actually played last night. He had a touchdown. He's a 2024 guy. He's six three already as a sophomore. So uh, you know, j- just so you know, um, he's going to be right around the corner. So it would be one of those things. And how crazy would that be if, if the Delp brothers actually played tight end at the at, at the University of Georgia? So that's one of those things we want to keep that lineage here at Georgia. But I agree with you. Delp is in, a, in an amazing athletic specimen he's gonna go in there and make some some big time things happen so again that tight end room is is just out of this world i mean i think for me i got carried away thinking hunter henry for some reason yeah yeah but uh but no i think you look at right listen we know the tight end room is going to be insane and as long as todd hartley's here that ain't changing right it ain't changing so we've caught we've caught our season prediction right i've got georgia going 12 and 0 with a couple close games, though. That's the key there, right? Going to the SEC Championship, right? Let's look at the SEC Championship game. SEC Championship game, I think you lose to Alabama. The question after that, does Georgia get to the playoffs? Yes or no one? Oh, 100%. I mean, there is not another team, I think, that's going to be able to really make a case uh, outside of Alabama and Ohio State. So those two, I really believe in my heart, they're going to be in. Clemson, I just don't believe from a schedule standpoint that they have all that it takes. Um, they're going to have to go undefeated and, and, and win the SEC. They also have to play Notre Dame, I believe, this season too. So um, I, I don't see Clemson really – you know, Clemson may have one loss, but outside of Clemson, I don't see another team that's going to keep Georgia out. Um, you know, anytime you have an 11 and one, uh, sorry, a 12 and one SEC team, whether it be Alabama, whether it be Georgia that lose that game in the SEC championship, I'm sorry, they're going to be in that final four. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I've got, I've got 12 and 0 regular season with a loss in the SEC championship game. Right. And then I think we make the playoffs. I think that's the, listen, I understand Clemson. I do but they still have to worry about NC State. NC State, for some reason, is just – NC State schedule isn't really too difficult. They do go play Clemson, so we'll see what happens there. You know, Clemson's got to play with – Yeah, even if Clemson's in there, that's that's going to be three teams. you got Alabama, Ohio State, and we just say Clemson. Who's going to be that other – who's going to be that fourth team that's going to keep Georgia you have to You have to assume Ohio State could be a threat there. Now, yeah, I think defensively it's to be determined on how well they do because – you know, you look at what Michigan did, what Oregon did last year, right? If they if they have a if if Ohio State has a top thirty defense, I think they can run the table and, and win the Big Ten. Then you look at that right there, right? Because let's be honest, what we're third right now in the preseason rankings, right? You got you got Bama, you've got Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson as a four. I think Notre Dame is five. Notre Dame is five, which is a complete joke. I mean, it's 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 an absolute joke. Yeah, they should they should be out of the top ten easily, in my opinion. But neither here nor there, right? I yeah. think you look at 
you know, I think you have several games that you look at that could play into, you know, keeping Georgia in the playoff hunt, right? And listen, I think, if anything, I hate to say this, but with winning the national title, there should be some level of, you know, given the benefit of a doubt here, right? I I just feel that way, that it should be that way. Because you you see this with Bama, you see this with Clemson. Now, you remember when Bama didn't even play in the SEC championship game. And still would, yeah, still, still made it. Yeah, still made it. And 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 so the way way I look at it, and, and I'm with you, Michael B. Twelve and one with a Bama loss is a lock. Um, but I, I think I'm I'm gonna go a little you know a little bit different route, and I'm gonna say we're gonna go thirteen and zero. We're gonna beat Bama. But the the things that are gonna get us prepared are those games that we talked about: the Mississippi State game, the Tennessee game, and that South Carolina game. And even Florida, you know, even Florida, those are going to be some good quality teams. And I just think that the defense is going to get, you know, incrementally better. I think offensively, you're going to have an opportunity to really see what we can do and showcase. And I know that Kirby, what he's going to do is he's going to he's going to create that depth factor where, again, we're going to be beating teams so bad that these second and third guys are getting in against first string guys. So, you know, at the end of the day, when it's when it's, you know, you know, time. You know, we're going to be fresher. We're going to be a little bit stronger against Alabama when it actually comes to uh, the SEC championship. You know, I look at it this way. I think you have to look at what we can do offensively, guys. Everyone wants to keep – listen, everyone wants to keep sleeping on Stetson, right? Uh, I'm going to do a plug here. DGDpodcast.store. Keep sleeping on Stetson shirt. You'll see what I'm talking about. But, but – I believe that Stetson will will ride the off. Think about this. A lot of people don't understand this. They keep doubting Stetson. They keep sleeping on Stetson. Stetson never had a rep in the in the preseason until this year. Now he's taken almost all of them. The fact that last year he never touched the uh, basically never got any reps, and Todd Munkin and Kirby Smart allowed him to come in against UAB and take the reins and ride it out to a nat- to a nat- national title, why, why would there be any kind of change? I know there's a lot of film on Stetson, but why would anything change given the fact that he's just had an entire offseason to build around the chemistry, build the chemistry around him, the receivers, the tight ends, and listen, get the, get the uh, offensive line some chemistry. You know, listen – if you're an offensive lineman, you understand that different quarterbacks have different cadences. They have different things, different nicks, whatever you want to call it. That matters too. A lot of people don't look at the offensive line in a quarterback play. It matters. It does. Because having you think about this. If you're an offensive guy, think what you played receiver. If you're a quarterback, if you have one quarterback that is a true gargoyle in the pocket, and then you have another one that is athletic and can you know can make move you know move around, make plays with his feet. That impacts the blocking style. It does. It, it does. Knowing who's behind you, if you're an, if you're guard, if you're center, your tackle, that matters hundred percent. So an entire offseason with Stetson is the one. And and what I'm hearing, it's not even close at this point. It's a matter. It's a battle for the backup, and that's okay. That's completely okay. I'm comfortable. I feel better about having a true bona fide starting quarterback, knowing who the hell we have, 
ride it out. Let's go. Let's see what you can do. Right? And, and Ruth says, mailman finally getting that time to marinate before the season grilling. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You have, listen, the craziness about it, you know, listen, we use a lot of the tight ends, but even with no, no experience, he literally learned it on the fly. You saw him break out plays like, right, the deep pass to uh, Lad McConkie last year. A.D. Mitchell against South Carolina. A.D. Mitchell in the national title game all the way down there. Just, just, just wait because I'm telling you, if you're a national pundit or you're a media member or whatever and you have doubts about Stetson, I can't wait for Stetson Bennett to prove you wrong because then you can come right here on the DG podcast and you can tune in, you can watch. Hell, if you can join if you want to. And I'll, I'll wait for the I was wrong because guess what? I did it this past offseason. Simple as that. I was wrong. I slept on Stetson. I, I got woke, if you will. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's that simple. I, I, I was not expecting him. I, listen, I, Juan, you were here. I said it is JT's team. I said that JT would be the quarterback to get us there. I was wrong on both of those. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. Okay. In that case, it's okay to be wrong. Um, you know, launch point here, apparently. Like if you're going to hit, oh, here we go. Rude's bringing out the good uh, intel right here. Like if you're going to hit Juan from a three-step drop for a tutty or rolling out to the right to avoid the rush and then hit Juan for a tutty. Listen, Juan called his 16, all right? Three years of playing, 16 touchdowns. You know what that means. Juan, 316, baby. <laughs> but I, I tell you, he, you know, Rude makes an excellent point because if you have a quarterback that can move outside of the pocket, avoid the rush, work the pocket, you know, do all those types of things as a receiver, you're excited because the play is going to be kept alive, right? Versus a, you look at TJ Finley down at Auburn. Like you said, he's a true gargoyle back there behind. He's not going to run. He's not going to be able to keep any plays alive. It's just, you know, he's either going to get hit or he's going to try to throw the football. Whereas Stetson made a lot of great plays with his feet, throwing on the run, actually taking off. I mean, he's got a lot more speed than, 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 than people know. So it almost kind of reminds you a little bit of that whole Joe Burrow thing. Joe Burrow, when he was at LSU, kept a lot of plays alive just by rolling out and, and, and moving and still keeping his eyes down the field. And that's what Hudson, uh, not Hudson, sorry, Stetson, wants to do is just keep the plays alive and then keep his eyes down the field and find those guys. I think you have to. I mean, listen, how many want each year that Stetson's played Tennessee, there's been a trend. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, go ahead and fill me in. Each year that he's played Tennessee, he's been the quarterback playing against Tennessee. There's been a rushing touchdown by Stetson Bennett himself. Hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Stetson Bennett is that dude. And I'll tell you what, not only, not only did Nate McBride say it on this show, Stetson's a dog, right? Listen, he, he made, he made uh, Roquan, he broke his, he, he broke him. Oh right? yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But he made Brenton Cox, he exposed Brenton Cox for what we all know. It's as simple as that. But neither here nor there, right? We're going to wrap this thing up, right? Kind of a late start here for the viewers, right? For the podcast, it does not matter. One, have listen. I'm excited as shit for this for this season. All right, I'm simple enough. I'm excited as hell for that. Any final words before we wrap it up? Well, it, it starts game one. 
starts game one where we go and black out the bins. So if, if you don't have your gear, go hit up Alumni Hall, uh, w- whether it be actually at the store or hit them up online, get your gear, let's black out the bins. And, and, and it's one game at a time. One game and we have 15 games to win, but we're going to take it one game at a time. So let, let's get it started. Keep chopping wood, if you will. All right. Listen, go to Alumni Hall. Get you some nice merch. Also, if you want to support the show or check out DGDpodcast.store or go to DGDpodcast.com. Click the merch tab. It'll take you right there. Listen, there's some good stuff out there, guys. Like I said, you see all this, this right here? Listen, it might be Adidas. But I'm telling you, it's comfortable as shit. If, if I golfed, I'd rock it. Simple as that. Like, I'm rocking it now. No question about it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Tyrone, call on Tyrone. How is it going? Looks like a new br- brigadier here. Uh, welcome to the brigade. Welcome to the brigade. What's um, up, Tyrone? I think our final comment here, Juan, I know we've got to hop off here. Ruth says this right here. Can't wait for the brigade during the season. Guys, I'm telling you right now, since this is our Georgia season preview, right? <laughs> Just since right there, <laughs> call on Tyrone. But you can call on Tyrone. <laughs> yes, sir. That was a that was a last that was a Hail Mary when they and it got it. I got me on a thing freaking Hail Mary. The, we went all we went the entire show. Without one laughing, but y'all made one laugh again. Good Lord. Good Lord. Now the floodgates have just opened up. Yes, sir. Now, yes, so we sir. got call on Tyrone. I ain't even going to be mad. We need Tyrone in this right now. We're going to have a segment or, or a little call, call on Tyrone every every show that I see Tyrone in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Say, just say, hey, listen, elite assist. Apparently, one apparently that was the elite assist. Okay, hey, you're either hey, you're either a leader, you're not. A leader, you're not. But anyways, guys, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Listen, go check it out. Right, dgdpodcast.store or dgdpodcast.com. Wow. Um, then click the merch tab. Like, subscribe, follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show, make sure to follow that. Like reviews are always beneficial there. If you like what you hear, if you don't, hell, let me know. I can take some criticism. If you don't like it, let me know. Simple as that. Right. With that being said, Juan, have a great Friday. Brigade, have a great Friday. Getting ready for for game one, going duck hunting in the bins, black out the bins. Have a great day and go dogs. Go dogs. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 